0: How you doing, dude? How's your weekend?
1: I'm good. Uh things are good. Uh you know, still just trying to survive in quarantine life and uh yeah, things things are good. Yeah, the wife's back at work. Yeah. So, you know, we're just just uh make, making making life happen.
0: I hear you. We are um we're trying to make sure our childcare is squared away. Mm. And uh, and as of yet it is not. So, gotcha. We have to figure that out. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I gotta get this thing out of the way. Whoops. Um, funny story. So our, we're, I were we had a little moment tonight with my son upstairs. My older son. I'm up there, mm-hmm. and we're waiting for my daughter to get ready for bed. And um, and she uh, uh, so she's downstairs, and uh, so my son is smushing my cheeks together like this. You know, he mm-hmm. loves to do that. And so I start talking like James Stewart. I start going, Mary, <laughs> Mary, as he's petals, Mary. And, um, and so he, he keeps pushing my cheeks and then unclenching them uh, mm-hmm. as I talk. So I go from like, you know, old Jimmy Stewart to like, you know, really young Jimmy Stewart. Like, young Jimmy Mary, Stewart, yeah. Mary, as, as is petals. So I'm going back and forth and he keeps like shoving my head up a little bit to where like my neck is snapping back and I'm, I'm like, Hey, you need to stop, you know? And so he does that for a good little bit. He's laughing. He loves it. Mm-hmm. He finishes doing it. And so I'm, I'm telling my wife this story at this point, you know, um, you know, and so, uh, you know, the three of us are over in the bedroom before I sat down to do this. And so I was telling her the story. I was like, Hey, he kept putting, you know, he kept, uh, He kept pushing my head up and everything, and he kept really testing my limit, but I was just sort of trying to keep it playful. And then the last time he did it, he sort of like finally like, you know, stopped and like, you know, kind of fell over in my arms. I was like, you're my hero, daddy. And I was like, oh, (laughs) buddy, you're my hero too. And as soon as I told that part of the story, my Oliver went (laughs) and threw up on the bed. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm my own hero you're just like boo oh
1: are you having a touching moment here yeah.
0: oh I'm sorry does this involve me no it doesn't it doesn't okay <laughs> so, that's awesome now he smells Perfect awful, timing. and I have to he has to sit in with me tonight so yeah yeah <laughs> Dude, dude's
1: got great comedic timing already. Uh, he
0: does. That's exactly what my wife said. My kids have, <laughs> my kids, all three of them have a really good comedic timing. Uh, they always awesome. have. My daughter is, is my daughter's pretty funny. Um, my son's mm. really funny. This one's pretty funny. So they all have really good timing. Uh, so they've, they've inherited the old, <laughs> the old Dempsey uh, comedic <laughs> gene there. <laughs> there yeah. Um, but uh But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: that's awesome he, yeah
0: he will be he will be the the third of my children still to to be immortalized in the podcast did you just he just threw up again on my hand <laughs> uh to be immortalized uh <laughs> on on the podcast yes uh, so i don't know that's awesome. unroll this down. all right this is great so good thing <laughs> the podcast is not in smell-o-vision because uh you'd be be smelling Ooh. some horrible
1: uh, yeah i'm, horrible
0: I'm, I'm okay I'm stitch <laughs> um it's not in smell-o-vision Yes. So, um, <laughs> do you remember when Nickelodeon did that? No, I, I remember hearing about it. I don't know that I remember it being a thing. So
1: so they did it. It was like I don't know if it was more than once, but I remember it once because remember they used to have Nick Magazine, and yeah. and I remember buying this particular issue because they had like a if I I could be misremembering the details, but but essentially they had like a tear out in in the magazine that was a scratch and sniff. Okay. So that like you buy the magazine, you take it home, you watch TV. And so like rocket power or Hey Arnold is on. And like a little icon comes up at the bottom of the screen. And then you find the corresponding icon, scratch it and sniff it. And like, so that was, that was smell of vision. So it'd be like, I don't know, dill pickles throws up or whatever. And then you do like this and it smells like bananas. Right. <laughs> okay. And, and so like, that's what it was. Gross. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, I remember, I, I remember it happening once, <laughs> but i don't remember it happening more than once
0: <laughs> the the metrics on that came back overwhelmingly negative <laughs> yeah yeah we can't do this this is dog people are people are throwing up before dinner and kids are kids aren't eating the parents are complaining they're probably just like the, the
1: amount of man hours it took to like search through <laughs> the catalog find episodes with good smell moments yeah. then you know find the corresponding thing create the flavor cards all of that they're just like nah i do not to doing make
0: a, a, a banana deodorant and put it on a car yes basically mm-hmm. it's like so now we have nothing to show for this except a, a, the world's strangest patent for for, Correct. for being banana deodorant. Yes. For the man who wants to smell like a nanner. <laughs> and the monkeys want the nanners. Oh, everybody gets what they want.
1: Everybody gets what they want.
0: I told you I watched that with my kids. Like, I, Actually, this had to be like a year ago at this point, but we watched yeah. that recently and that was yeah. still messed up.
1: I haven't seen it since college, probably. And Man. then I I think um, I think they're all on Netflix right now. They are. But yeah. uh, the
0: Nickelodeon is like Netflix's big saving grace right now in terms of properties it's retaining because everything yeah. else is just flying, all Disney's all leaving and you know, yep. all these Fox properties are leaving and all these other yep. you know, NBC stuff's all leaving and they're like, Oh shit, what are we gonna do? And yep. Nickelodeon's like, we'll save you, you. And they're like, yay. Okay. Mean, uh, uh, yeah. All right. Why can't we
1: have your good shows?
0: <laughs> you know, you remember that part in Guardians 2 where there's like uh like, I can't remember what they're talking about. Taserface is making promises. And the one guy, the one big, ah. like, Southern guy with the goggles is like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, halfway through. Yeah. That's how yep. I felt. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> they did actually. Um, signed some sort of exclusive with nickelodeon a while back um An exclusive uh, and, and it wasn't uh i don't think it was like for like the back catalog it's for upcoming like specials the front catalog the front catalog and so it's like um in fact i guess i could talk about this uh very briefly tonight uh, hey arnold jungle movie which was uh, released a couple years ago. And then like a new Rocco's Modern Life came out last year, I Mm -hmm. think. And then they're doing like a new Invader Zim. And um, so it's like these new specials or whatever. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Well, um, and Rugrats is supposed to come back. I just, I haven't heard anything about that
0: lately. This is weird. All this is weird. It's weird. Like it's weird that there's, like i don't have a problem with it on a personal level but to me creatively yeah. it's just weird it, it's we you know it goes back to the same conversation every time like this is cool because we liked it but like my kids have no concept of what like a like a good original idea is you know right yep exactly um well on that melancholy note um i'd like to talk about the, about the giant mechanical man <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm having a hard time right now, Jill. I just need a place to stay for a while. We're on your team. Your team, Janice. Team that pays their bills. Why'd you choose to start doing this uh, robot thing? I feel like modern life can be alienating. It can be like you're mindlessly walking through it like a robot. I guess I just want people to know that they're not crazy. I mean, life is crazy, right? Good morning, Janice so the giant mechanical man uh, was written and directed by lee kirk uh it stars jenna fisher chris messina topher grace uh rich summer is in here uh malin ackerman remember her she's in Mm -hmm. here um remember her (laughs) um and it was released in 2012 um, so, uh, it's currently on Amazon prime, which is where I saw it, but you can get it on, like on Roku, uh, hoopla, actually my little, my little library app, not mine. Obviously I'd be a millionaire. Um, the, the, the app I didn't think anyone had heard of hoopla The library apps got it. So if you have a La. library, I've never card, heard of that. Hoopla.
1: Hoopla. I've Man. never heard of that.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Hoopla, the that app. That'd
1: be a great sponsor, dude.
0: The app, who, uh, hoop, Hoopla. Uh, yo, that would be. Whoa, I just thought about that. Wow. That'd be
1: a great sponsor. We need a partner I, this whole with that. time, them.
0: I wasn't thinking about the irony of, of the namesake <laughs> of that. Interesting. Yes. Now, Hoopla is, oh man, my hand is slimy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just rubbing vomit all over my hand. And to everyone
1: who's just tuning in. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, it's so it's gross, it's all shiny. <laughs> I'm so glad it's below frame. I think people would turn the video off. Um, Hoopla is an app that's like, that's, that's um, through your library. So your, your library might have a partnership with it to where all you got to do is have your card and that's how you can you can get um, like 10 or 12 audiobooks a mo- like, or digital checkouts. So you can get eBooks through there. You can Wheel. get um, uh, audiobooks um, and some movies, but it is hit and miss and you can always find those movies elsewhere for free. It's never like, oh, Hoopla's got some exclusive. It's always – it's just for people who – don't want to pay for Netflix or a bunch of other things. like everything Mm. I've found on hoopla for movies has always been on like, um, uh, God, what's that one? starts with a K. It's another library one for free. I don't remember.
1: Canopy canopy canopy.
0: Um, anyways, uh, you know, hit and miss, but uh, I like it, especially for audiobooks. Um, so the giant mechanical man is on all those channels. Um, I, (laughs) I have a typo here, the Gant mechanical man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the giant mechanical man um, came out in 2012 and i was aware of it i've been aware of it since it came out because of because of jenna fisher being the the star mm-hmm. um, of course i heard about it as you know the office is you know at, the, at its height and um, yeah. uh, but at the time especially i wasn't as receptive to small you know small scale indie dramas you know Sure. Which, which is what this is, um, and then uh, I, I've been listening to Office Ladies. I've been rewatching The Office, or whatever. And then the other day, she had posted like, "Hey, The Job Mechanical Man's now on Amazon Prime." I was like, "Oh, hmm. should sure, I go ahead and give that a shot?" Where is where is my headphone looped? Looped over here somewhere. Um, so I decided I'd give it a try, and um, and uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's. Oh, sweet little movie. Um, it's Ooh. about a um, the, the 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 titular character is played by Chris Messina. He's a he's one of those big, um, you know, s- uh, silver painted people in suits and stilts who walks you know down the streets of New York, and he's a you know a street artist. Um, you know, stands there perfectly still. He moves if you pay him, and it's and for him, it's like his calling. It's what he's good at, or he believes that's like his talent. Um, hmm. and it, it reminds people, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's on a, on a, on a, you know, on a philosophical level, it's about being stuck and being a robot in like society or whatever, like stuck in a job you hate or stuck in a pattern of life. You don't, you're not into or, um, and you're just like a robot. You're just, you're doing everything automatic. That's his philosophy behind it. Um, and, but he does it to, to bring joy, right? Sure. Jenna Fisher uh, plays Janice, uh, who is a similarly um aloof, but you know, but, but Tim can't hold, you know, doesn't have like a real job or anything, and it's mm-hmm. affecting his relationships. And uh, Janice is similarly afloat and um trying to find purpose and trying to find a passion in life, and she isn't finding it. And at some point, These two meet up and um, strike up a relationship, and uh, the film is about kind of uh, that slow coming together. um, And uh, and yeah, but you know, again, since it's like a such an like an indie type thing, it's not like a boy meets girl, boy likes girl, boy loses girl type of thing. It's not one of those. There's no grand romantic gesture or anything like that. It's just it's it's two people figuring figuring out life at about the same time. Um, Sure. And it's just a, it's a sweet little movie. Um, so, awesome. um, I gave this, I believe, yeah, I gave it three and a half stars. Um, okay. I, I didn't, it's, it's not one of those things like I loved enough to give it like a four, you know, but yeah. I really enjoyed watching it. It's just one of those, yeah. something about Jenna Fisher in particular and everybody in the cast of the office is they have such pleasant sounding voices, mm-hmm. um, so, especially if you have a slow, contemplative—not even slow. This is not a slow film. If you have a contemplative film like this that takes its time with pacing, um, and oh my god, now he's pooping. Oh my god! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, if you have a film like that, um, its it's if it's done right, it's—it's a—it's not a chore to watch. It's—it's it's just pleasant. It's—it's it's like no. a nice thing to to be experiencing. Really yeah. simple, sweet story about authenticity. Um, I think the music in particular is really great. They have a lot of, um, I'm sure some of it's the score, but the score and the licensed music, if they are both equal present in the movie um, mm-hmm. are pretty seamless to me, except for when people are singing and then you can like really, you know, it's obviously a, a song, but um, I think the music really helps carry the quieter, the meadows of the film a little bit more. Um, yeah. And uh, it's just a sweet little film. I would recommend people see it. It's it's it's. I think some indie. I think when people think indie films, they think experimental. Yeah. They think um, this is a weird f- movie about nothing, and um, I'm not interested. And it's right. it's not about nothing. It not a lot happens, but it's about something. It's about sure. It's a it's about um, resisting being pretentious, or you know the, the, uh, what happens when you you pretend like you've got life figured out and you don't, um, and how it's yeah. okay to not have a plan to an extent, I guess, or to, to yeah. not have, um, a big lofty goal like other people do or whatever. Sure. So, and, and I feel like sometimes you, I want to tap into like, was that like the, was that the emotional zeitgeist of 2012? Was it pressure to have a plan? Mm. you know you see you see indie films especially in the time and place they're made and you think what was the what were the social pressures of the time this was made right right um i it, it wasn't that long ago but i don't i don't i'm not aware enough to remember what it was like at that point yeah. you know
1: yeah
0: i don't know um
1: we were at a different point in our lives than yeah these characters probably Yeah.
0: yeah. um lee kirk the writer director is now jenna fisher's husband Um, Yes. So I guess they met through this film, and I think he he appears
1: on one episode of The Office.
0: He directed one episode of The Office. Is it the same episode he he appears in?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. What episode does he direct?
0: I knew this earlier, and I don't anymore. (laughs) Okay.
1: He he appears in the episode The Delivery. I think it's part two.
0: Okay, it's not that one. Who is he in The Delivery?
1: He's the the lactation consultant that comes in and teaches Pam. Yeah, he teaches Pam how to get the baby to latch. That's
0: so weird. And
1: Jim and Jim is like really uncomfortable by the whole thing. It's
0: it's hilarious. It's one
1: of my favorite parts in the whole episode. Yeah.
0: Um anyway, that's the giant mechanical man. Yeah. I'm about half, I'd say a third of the way through season 7 or eight, 8 of the office, whatever. What's the okay. second to last one? The first, second to last the, would the be first eight. Full one without Michael Scott. Without Michael would be eight. Eight. Okay, I'm like a third of the way through that.
1: Gotcha. You're <laughs> you're actually further than I've ever been.
0: I was gonna say it's a chore right now. I, I I
1: finished season seven, and I may I think I saw the first episode of eight, and then I don't remember going much further.
0: Well, I'll I did see know. the series finale. I'm committing. I'm going through the whole thing. All right. And, Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. All right, um, did you did you ever end up seeing Code 8? I did. Okay. Um, what'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> how good is that Electra? He's <laughs> strong. He doesn't know how strong yet. Light it. I need time to work him. How do you want to live in this life? Let's go. Hide our powers. Everybody on the ground! If you see something that you want, Take it. I've been tracking this one electric across multiple crimes. Execute.
1: Um. So, star rating off the top. Uh. You know. It's a tough one. I. I I'm gonna have to say. Three, I guess. Mm-hmm. But but really, probably more like two and a half. Okay. Um. I. I didn't care for it. I. W- I was ultimately kind of bored by it. Um. What's your star rating? Before we jump in, I
0: gave it three and a half. Um, okay, but that's a you know that's generous. Um, sure, sure. I, I thought it was well executed enough to keep me like engaged in you know what was going on. Um, sure, but I don't know. Thematically, it was kind of close to X Men. I kept thinking like I'd rather be watching X Men. If we're going to talk about how people with powers can't get jobs or feel ostracized by society. I mean, it's yep. it's cool to explore that, um, uh, but it doesn't feel new to me because all these themes have been done on film before.
1: Right. And so... To, to that point, like you're right, it's been done over and over. What the, the Incredibles most recently, you know, did the whole right. powers, you know, and then they're in hiding because it's kind of illegal and blah blah blah. Um, you know, it, it's been done a million times, but let me back up and just for the sake of the audience, so the, the film is about um, uh, a character named Connor who is played by Robbie ML. Um, he is unemployed. His mother is sick and getting worse and her job isn't cutting it in terms of paying the bills. Um, and they both have powers, um, but are, you know, living kind of with that part of themselves hidden. Um, then an opportunity comes up and Robbie Amell has the opportunity to make some money, a, a substantial amount Lots of, money. of money. Um, and, and, and this would be using his powers with a group of, you know, I don't know, outlaws who are going to, you know, do some, some things like robbing banks and stealing, you know, chemicals and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so, so essentially it it turns from like weird superhero X-Men thing to, uh, to like a heist movie. And then, and then to like a thriller that's like, I guess we're trying to be like the town, but with powers and, um, yeah, I, I think I think I think you're right. Like ultimately, it's been done before. It doesn't it doesn't hit any new any new things, but it's done it's done competently. Like like the direction's fine. It's not super stylish or um, like unique. It just kind of does what it's supposed to do, and it does it well. The visual effects are fine. Um, really, really, the reason I wanted to watch this was because of like the behind the scenes making of this thing um so the film was directed by jeff chan who also came up with the story um jeff chan um made a short film first which also starred robbie and Stephen amell and um and they did this short little 15 minute whatever film and um and then they decided to crowdfund the the budget i think they were asking two hundred thousand dollars to make this film and they ended up making like i don't know i think it was i think it was like several million on, on crowdfunding. And so, so anyway, they, they made a substantial amount above what they were hoping to make. And, um, and so they made this feature and, you know, uh, I I think put some, some good production behind it. Um, I think ultimately it's just the story that was kind of weak. I don't think the characters, I I think that's, that's my main gripe is like the characters in X-Men, um, are memorable and likable and they are like, you know, they, they stick with you. They're, they're very unique and, and unique one to another, right? Like like Logan is very different than Nightcrawler, who's very different than Storm, who's very different than Cyclops. And they all have like very distinct personalities. And, and here it felt like the, the characters kind of never evolved beyond what our, uh, beyond where they were introduced right like like they there's not much in the in the way of arc and and what little there is we also never get to know the characters more than that so it's like oh robbie amell down on his luck hidden hiding his powers dad dead mom dying like that's all you ever know about him you you don't like it, it, there's never like a, a moment where it's like, oh, I'm going to learn something new about him. It's just kind of like you learn it and that's that's what we're going to run with. And I think that kind of um, I think that kind of is a hindrance uh, for me. So so, you know, I think that's where I come down on it is just character wise. I just didn't really care for the characters and the actors do a fine job, but I, I just didn't care for the characters.
0: I would agree with that. I think that the characters are, you know, pretty generic um, yeah, you know, earnest guy wants something. You know, wants better life, wants to save his mom. You know, yeah. Um, he, he takes a walk on the wild side to do it. You know, regrets it, but got to keep doing it. And yeah, it is pretty generic. I mean, there it's it's again, it's one of those movies that's kind of defined more by what it doesn't do than what it does do. Um, you know, there's. St- there's um choices they make in the climax that are not like you know big superhero movies mm-hmm. but i don't think that this film could have executed it, yeah nor does it call for big superhero movie decisions yeah um yep. but i uh, so there's uh, there's a again there's 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 it's it's one it's, it's it's a when a movie is just okay you ask yourself, is this a good movie with flaws or is it a bad movie with moments? Mm. And I'd say this is a bad movie with moments. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I hate to say, I hate to look at it so black and white like that in a way, but, sure. but I would, I would, if I had to go one way or the other with it, it's like, yeah, I, I,
1: I think I'd say it's a, it's a movie with great potential that never, never hits it. Um, it's so, it's so, um, interesting to me. Like, like I, I was thinking, okay, so what would I have done differently? Like what would have, what would have kept me hooked on these characters and invested in them as characters? Um, because, because I think like, okay, sick mom, I've got to do this for my mom. That that's, that's all well and good. I understand that I'm behind it. But at a point, like the character has to make a moral decision beyond, I need the money. Right. And so, and so I think if, like, further down the road, generic as this may be, but, but further down the road to say, oh, I actually really like doing this. Like, if he had a moment of realization, like, oh, I've, I've hidden this for too long and I really like, showcasing this ability and i really love the power and i really love the the surge of adrenaline and i really love this lifestyle like then i'm learning something new about the character further along in the film and and then now he's presented with another moral uh choice which is which goes beyond do i do what i have to do to make money for my mom and now it's I said I was making money for my mom, but really I kind of like this life Yeah, and now I have to make a choice. Of, am I doing it for my mom or am I doing it for me? Yeah. And then there's like that moment of like, do I keep this and hoard it or do I give this to my mom or whatever? And there, you know, I feel like there, it's like, it's missing that moment. Like I thought we were going to get it right. So there's a moment in the film um and and I'll, I'll speak broadly so no spoilers here there's a moment in the film where I thought very specifically like oh this is gonna be the moment where like there there's like a flip that I mean a switch that's flipped right where it's oh like I, I'm gonna now do this for a new reason or I'm gonna now do this for for me or whatever and 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 it's immediately undercut by the same, issue we had in the beginning right the whole mom is sick and and that it's like it never evolves beyond that and i and i found that a little frustrating but um and then and then i think like there were characters that were underdeveloped right so uh, maybe they were all underdeveloped but but specifically like the cop characters um, the, the two police officers that we see in the film, um, predominantly like good cop and bad cop, um, we'll call them, um, never really evolved beyond that. Um, and there's never like another layer added to it, um, except for good cop has another layer added, but it never really factors into the story. And then and then, you know what I mean? Like, I, it just felt like a ton of things were were happening that never got like never reached their potential. So I almost feel like this is a rare case of like, you need another 20 minutes of this movie and and let me get to know the characters a little better. And um, and it would have been a lot better. Um but I, I do have to say, like, I'd be willing to give it a three because I, I'm really in support of actors in this case, Robbie and Stephen Amell, who who championed a, a short film and made it into a feature and and put their, you know, their names on the line here for this thing. And and I really have to give a, a you know, big respect to people who do that. Um who make art because they want to be making art. And, and, and I feel that's the impression I got here. Like they wanted this movie to be made. And so I, I I did kind of feel that passion behind it. So, so yeah, I, would be willing to say three stars on it.
0: Yeah. That's probably fair. I mean, I hate to uh, like pigeonhole like this, but it's another Netflix film. That's just middle of the road to me. Yep. Yep. Um, and I, yep. because to me, like this story was done, there's not this exact story, but this, this particular itch was scratched mm. better by Chronicle to me.
1: Mm. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: Have you, you still haven't seen that, right? I still haven't seen it. Man, you should check that out. I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts about Chronicle.
1: And it has Michael B. Jordan in it, right? It has
0: Michael B. Jordan.
1: Yeah. That's the whole thing. I'm, I'm like, I have to see this for Michael B. Jordan because he's, he's my man. And, yeah. and like, I never, never have
0: seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. I. Did you want to talk about some of the this film news that's been going yeah, on? Yeah.
1: B- before I do that, just just because I teased it, I wasn't planning on doing this, but just because I teased sure. it a minute ago, um, let me let me talk about Hey Arnold, the jungle movie.
0: Everyone's favorite football head is back.
1: This is incredible. Everyone's here. Same lovable gang. You're a bold kid on. Out of my way, hair boy! Jeez! On a whole new adventure. Bye, everyone. Come on, Hebner. Don't catch any tropical diseases like malaria, diphtheria, or cholera. Um, and and so um hey arnold jungle movie came out a couple years ago i think 2017 it is on netflix um and i I remember when it came out i think it was 2017. um i was kind of excited like oh a a new hey arnold thing like they're letting um craig bartlett who created the show come back and do this thing and and it, it was like this long uh, gestating project. Um, and, and the history behind it is, um, in, in the shortest of strokes here, um, there were two Hay Arnold movies being made at at the same time in the nineties, um, or late nineties, early two thousands, whenever it was, um, two, two movies being made. One was going to be a TV movie and one was going to be a theatrical movie. Mm. Um, this one, the jungle movie was the theatrical movie. Um, and then at the last minute, for whatever reason, Nickelodeon, like changed their minds and released the other one that was made for TV in theaters. Um, and so it, it did okay. Um, but it kind of wasn't great. And then they said, okay, so, you know, maybe we'll do, like that other movie, The Jungle Movie, as a TV movie. And so Craig Bartlett was like, "Okay, well, I need to do like this two-parter prologue in order to get us to the the spot where we can do The Jungle Movie. And so they gave him the two-part prologue um, for it. And the, the ratings were kind of low. Now, I remember watching this when it aired. Um, this two part prologue was, I think it was called uh, The Journal. And The Journal was Arnold finds a journal that his parents had written. And, you know, it's all about their adventures in, like, uh, I don't know, South America. South America, America knows. I think it was. Yeah. And so, uh, like, I think it was like San Lorenzo, some fictional place. Anyway, the point is, like, they, um, they, they, made this, they wrote this journal or whatever and Arnold found it and blah, blah, blah. I remember watching it when it came out and it ends on this note of like, Arnold finds like a clue to, that they might be alive and where they might be. And like, he runs back in the boarding house, grandpa, grandpa, I found this thing and then like cut to black. And that was the last episode of Hey Arnold ever produced. Um, so, so no, no conclusion to that ever. Um, and so hey Arnold the jungle movie was supposed to be that conclusion, but because that made, that was like, didn't do so well in the ratings. They just canceled it, shelved it, blah blah blah. So now, all these years later, we get Hey Arnold: The Jungle Movie, which again, sort of a passion project for Craig Bartlett to finally finish the show that he started all those years ago. Um, so immediately, like I'm on his side. Like I want you to finish this story that you were intending to tell. Um, but at the end of the day, Hey Arnold: The Jungle Movie is is equally like good and frustrating. So I, I was a huge Hey Arnold fan when I was a kid, um, you know, to me, it was kind of like the modern, like Charlie Brown and Snoopy. It was like, look at all these like eccentric characters that live in this world. And in this case, New York. And, you know, um, it was, you know, all from a kid's point of view and he's got like kooky grandparents and blah, blah, blah. And it's all just super fun. Um, and the movie is that for a about the first act um we get to see him in school it's the last day of school we get to see him um, in the boarding house with all of our you know familiar faces and blah 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 um, and then the plot is he uh arnold in his class win a trip to san lorenzo to um i don't know do something educational who knows anyway the point is um then when the
0: public school system sending kids to south america
1: i know right holy crap and well, it's not the public school system, it was like something and they were like, Oh, whoever's like a humanitarian and whoever who whoever whatever kid helps their city the most, oh, okay. like we'll give it to
0: them or whatever. Yeah.
1: And and so like the I was kids, gonna say we couldn't
0: even go to Biloxi for my school.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, my school, they, they always did a an eighth grade field trip to like Washington DC. And then when it was my year they were like, eh. And I was like, oh, great. And so, um, so anyway, whatever. But the point is, uh, I don't hold a grudge. Um, I do, but I don't. But the the point is, like, so so this film, like, it starts really cool because um, Gerald and the other kids see, like, okay, first of all, Arnold needs to go to San Lorenzo because that's where his parents are, and B, he's just the most worthy kid of this because look how much he's helped everybody, and they actually have like footage that has been shot by the kids, you know, throughout the years, I guess. And they um, show this in like this big videotape, why Arnold should win this thing. And it shows like moments from the original series, like, look, he helped stoop kid leave the stoop. And they do like a modern (laughs) interview with stoop kid. And he's like, yeah, I'd be afraid to leave my stoop if it wasn't for Arnold. And like, no, whatever, all that stuff. It's a lot of cool callbacks, and it's fun, and uh, and it kind of highlights what was so great about that original series, um, and um, and then it becomes like this Indiana Jones esque uh, thing in South America where they're looking for his parents, um, and that's the part that never really catches for me. It, it was um, like I could see maybe if I was a kid still, I would have liked it, but it. It lost to me what was so great about the show, which is as exaggerated as it all was, it was still a kid in New York and it was very real um, in a way that like, you know, SpongeBob and Fairly Parents were magical and, and weird and cartoonish. This almost – could have been a live action show. Right. Like it it was kind of real. And, and so like taking it and, and ripping it from New York and putting it in the jungle and having them like run from, you know, booby traps and all this stuff. It just, it kind of lost what was to me. Um, all that to say, like, if you are like me and for whatever reason by now, haven't even seen this movie, um, or are just in quarantine looking for something to do, it's not a waste of your time because, you know, uh, it's fine. I mean, it's it's new Hey Arnold stuff, and that's kind of cool. Um, but I'm just going to give it three stars. It's fine. Um, it it doesn't piss me off, but it also never reaches beyond the the heights of the original show. Um, it's kind of one of those like middling episodes. That's like, yeah, it's okay, um, but it's not like the Stoop Kids Afraid to Leave His Stoop episodes. Like those, those are the great upper echelon episodes. Mm. Um, but what I will say. Um, and this will be the last thing. Is I want to point out um, very quickly the voice cast in this. So it, a lot of them come back, right? So like um, the original voice of Helga, um, Dan Castellaneta, of course, and Trust McNeil as his grandparents. Like these, these are the same. Um, but um, a lot of the kids had to be recast. Yeah. And so um, what I will say, like Arnold this kid that plays Arnold is flawless. And there were like three original Arnold's in the original series, you know, so it's fine. And this kid is Arnold, but I, I have to give it to his name is Benjamin Flores jr. Who plays Gerald does a spot freaking on gerald and and you know i absolutely loved what he did um and and there's a few characters like that that just do i don't know where they found new kids who could imitate the old kids so perfectly yeah um and and it's really impressive and so anyway all that to say like it's fine. And, and if you're looking for a dose of nostalgia or you're looking for, you know, just something to put on during the quarantine, here you go. But, uh, if you're not bored, don't put it on.
0: I remember seeing a, uh, like a commercial way back, you know, when Hey Arnold, hey Arnold was in production back on Nickelodeon. And it was, it was brief glimpses of Craig Bartlett and all the kids in the, in the voice studio mm, showing them, yeah. like you know, and they just had them all in the room together, you know? Yeah. Um, And he's just saying like, all right, now you say this, and then you're going to reply with this. And it it just, it seemed really fun. Yeah. And that, that, that came through on the screen all the time.
1: Absolutely. I, I, again, I I loved Hey Arnold and, and this, this hit a couple of those nostalgic itches, but it it never really reached the heights that I wanted it to.
0: Uh, Did you want to talk about the Star Wars story since it's Star Wars day? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. So Taika Waititi is directing, a Star Wars movie. Is it the next Star Wars movie, or is it? It's a Star Wars movie. It's just a Star Wars movie. <laughs>
1: oh, we know, we know that there's a, a date. I think it's December something of 2022 okay. that they had originally carved out for a new Star Wars film. But you know, a the shakeup shake up of uh, coronavirus, uh, who knows if that date's even still good. Yeah. And and B, I think that was originally slated for the Game of Thrones guys Star Wars movie that's isn't happening anymore.
0: So um I my gut reaction when when you shared the story with uh with our text thread <clears throat> the Acme All Stars um, Yes. the my my reaction was it was perfectly neutral. It was oh cool I like Taiko ITT he he was you know, he was, he, he's the better part of a lot of things I'm into. Like he obviously Thor Ragnarok and what we do in the shadows and, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I, um, but, um, and, you know, of course the Mandalorian with, with, uh, with the, um, God, what the hell's the robot's name? Um, IG something, IG, so IG 11, I think. Um, okay. but that, that's him <laughs> acting, you know, yeah but yeah. I think he directed a couple of those episodes, um,
1: yeah. At least the finale.
0: In fact, there's a thing on Disney plus now. I can't remember what it's called, but they pretty much have like a, a like a director's round table for the Mandalorian. I'm going to check it out. I saw, I saw yeah, it
1: launched today. I think
0: I saw like a, at a table Taika Waititi and John Favreau and Dave Filoni and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I want to check that out. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, so, so he's involved in star Wars and what he's done with star Wars, uh, people have received it well. And, um, you know, he's he's kind of on a hot streak right now with mainstream properties, so uh, my first reaction is good for him. Yep. Um, my reaction as a potential viewer is, okay, well, if, if anything is going to get me to see the film, it's that. Yep. Um, and then the rest of me is like, but I still don't want to see it. Right. <laughs> um. I still don't care. Um, yep. So I, I feel perfectly uh, perfectly nonplussed. <laughs> I, I sent that to you guys Non-Disney with no plus. caption.
1: Yeah, no, on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I uh, I sent that without a caption because I'm just like, eh. I, yeah. I mean, th- this is a fact. Like I sent it very matter of fact. Like this is a thing that's happening. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Good for him. I'm glad he's getting work yeah. and I'm glad he's getting it's the same paid.
0: Same thing with John Favreau. Like good for him. He deserves it. I'm yeah. not sure this is something I want to see.
1: Yeah, I'd rather see original stuff from you or – like I think he's a great fit for the Marvel Universe or at least a corner of it. And um, yeah, I just don't see Star Wars as being something that he can – be fully taika in unless they're about to
0: take the universe into into those areas where they're going to start splitting into other genres just like marvel does which seems like it's the plan because if you're disney and you're looking at we have a universe we want to be successful you know what do we want to do well what did marvel do marvel was a marvel is able to transcend genre and tell a bunch of stories in the same universe with different tones and yep. they're gonna go. Well, damn it! That's what we're gonna do with Star Wars, and we're gonna yep. hire the same people <laughs> to get it done. Yeah, Before yeah. you know it, they're gonna have James Gunn making a Star Wars movie, and yep. uh, you know uh, Shane Black <laughs> making a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know who else? Uh, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. You know, for 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 the record, I would I would love to see. I love all those filmmakers, so of course I'd love yeah. to see a, a Star Wars movie if they made it but I, I still don't want to see a star wars movie yeah, that yeah. anybody let, made
1: let, let, let's add a <laughs> caveat i would love to see a movie that they make if yes. it happens to be star wars great but i'd rather it not be star wars
0: i'd rather it not be star wars i I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd rather boy i could think of so many like unpleasant moments <laughs> in history i just i'd rather see a film about you know
1: S- speaking of star wars dude, so so today's may the 4th right yes um, and and my so my my lovely wife was allowing me to vent earlier, um, and uh, I, I was like, I was so upset because I was like, S- I hate Star Wars, and 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 she just like completely nonplussed, like d- doesn't even care. And I was like, let me tell you why, and like like I mentioned this, I went on this whole tirade about like. It makes no sense that they say the Emperor Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker is a clone. That makes no sense because how could he be a clone? Because when did he clone himself and who cloned him and who brought the clone body to life? And why is the clone body still having the scars of the non-cloned body? And this makes no sense. And like I was going on this tirade and I'm like, I think what it boils down to for me for Star Wars, and I've probably said it on this show, but it's like every time I think this I have it's like a new thought. Yeah. Is is I really am so like mad at how successful Star Wars is <laughs> and it's so ridiculously stupid. I know. And 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 it's not all it hasn't always been that way. No. It's like the ultimate example of A failing upwards and B right. and B like not ever even getting close to tapping your potential. It is like it is it is the ultimate in in just kind of like bottom of the barrel storytelling in a in a world whose concept is eh, pretty good. So it, it it just bothers me so much.
0: There's a lot of examples in life of things that other people like and you think are just super generic, and not just you. Yeah. Lots of people go, "Yeah, that's okay," you know. Like whether it's like a basketball player or like one particular movie or yeah. like, you know, Splash Mountain or something like average, yeah. you know, you, you do it and then you go, I don't see all the big deal is. And Star Wars is one of like the largest in scale examples mm-hmm. of that because on a yeah. global scale, people are obsessed with it. Yet yeah. most people I talk to are not that passionate about Star Wars. Yep. Yeah. I don't <laughs> – Granted, I don't talk to many people about Star Wars. I know cause, some because I don't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> I know once they start talking about it, they never stop.
0: I mean, because I have enough. Uh, you know me, Dustin. Like I, I'm not interested in Star Wars, but if someone is going to come out to me and say, um, if they want to, if they're going to ask my opinion about a movie, I'm going to get about as detailed as any of these Star Wars nerds is going to get. Not yeah. because I like Star Wars, but because I like story and I like stories to make, to make character sense. So if you're yep. going to, you know, people ask me, Hey, what'd you think of Rogue One? And I'm sitting here cause, cause in most people's minds that, you know, and, and it's people who are talking to me about Rogue One, it's like, Oh, Rogue One's like, you know, like a filmy, a filmer, filmy kind of movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I say that, like, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. oh, it, it, it has like artistic Ooh, merit, so right? Cool. So, so maybe Connor yeah. likes that. And that's like. it's it's okay i mean like i that's what made me want to see it but there's so much wrong with it on a story level and on a character level that i ultimately don't care for it and then people just like throw up their hands it's it's it reminds me of the giant mechanical man i didn't mention this but but the script in the giant mechanical man is filled with a lot of moments where like the, the the supporting characters are unreasonably like pissed off at jenna fisher or chris messina like a minor thing happens like god you just you do this all the time you, you really need to get your life together and they go through the whole like rigmarole of the thing <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm sitting here as a viewer like holy shit like relax like right, nothing right. happened but yeah and and i thought for a minute like maybe the 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 film is like it's doing that on purpose to to accentuate the those external expectations on these characters um, yeah. whether it did a good job of that or not, or whether that was intentional, I, I sit there and I feel that way whenever I critique Star Wars because I feel like I say something fairly reasonable, which is, Hey, in my opinion, I just didn't care for it because I value this, this, and this, and the movie doesn't do that. And people are go, Oh, god, never mind, you know, right? Like, right, 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 did, did I say something you didn't like about Star Wars, Some... dude? When, when that
1: happens to me, and that happens to me, like, I, there'll be. Inevitably, somebody that says at work, "Hey, what did you think about Rise of Skywalker?" and and so what I would say is, I, I liked it. I thought it could have been, I thought it probably could have been better. And and nine out of ten times, no matter how big of a Star Wars purist they are, yeah, because a lot of times these guys won't say anything bad. They mm-hmm. will not say anything bad about it. Yep. But but even that, they they'll be like, "Okay, yeah, I can I can agree with that." Sure. And even though it's a little bit of an overstatement for me to be like, it was good. 'Cause it really wasn't. Right. It's like it's like, you know what, that's just gonna get you off my bag, but I'll be like, it's good, good right. better. And then they're like, eh, yeah, I could see that. I'm gonna tell and you, they, they,
0: yeah. I'm gonna tell you what you wanna hear just enough so that you don't ask me any follow up questions.
1: But I'm also going to pepper in that could have been
0: better yeah. to
1: shield myself from making you think I'm really willing yeah. to have a, an intense yeah. conversation about I'm, how great. It was. I'm
0: future proofing you asking me about Star Wars in the future while simultaneously yep. ending this conversation as soon as possible. Yep. The, the worst one, <laughs> I,
1: I, yes, right before uh, Rise of Skywalker came out, I had a guy be like, um, "So what did you think about uh, the Last Jedi? Like, what, 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 which side of the camp are you on?
0: The camp?" And I was
1: like. Uh, See that question kind of makes like me you- want
0: to go. I don't. I don't like camping. I'm not there at all. <laughs> right, I'm, right, I'm right. I'm in a
1: hotel up the street, yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, blimp. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm way above you guys.
1: No, I, uh, I, I was just like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. And then he's like, why? Like, like offended and I'm like oh lord no oh I don't want this conversation <laughs> why? because I can't say anything yeah. because if I'm like well I just wasn't agree, I didn't agree with what they did with Luke Skywalker well why you didn't understand that, that, that what they were going for with uh-huh. Luke Skywalker was and then it becomes this big thing and I'm like oh gosh I,
0: my oh, answer normally is just I just don't care like if people ask like hey would you like it or not and it's just like my, my answer is, is just has just come down to like I don't care it's like oh, you're think think, like, gonna start
1: saying I like the idea of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> it's just like I wanted to like it. It's just yeah. there. It's just like that tells people like, hey, I'm not like a, I'm not a fundamentalist about Star Wars. It's just I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it and watching it. Like, did you, yeah, did you like, did you like what they did with Luke? I mean, I don't care. Why don't you care? Well, because they didn't do what they should have done with this character. But what they did with this character isn't a big deal because it's made up. <laughs> that's that's my right, answer right,
1: right. Like, like, or i'm just gonna flip the script like hey did you like uh the last jedi and i'll be like i really like the mandalorian
0: yeah yeah it- there you go yeah. take control of <laughs> right. the conversation yeah yeah you know it's great citizen kane baby yoda <laughs> i thought you were gonna say <laughs> baby driver <laughs> <The> ba-
1: <laughs> baby driver adam driver it's all full, full circle yeah <laughs> no yeah yeah dude i uh yeah okay yeah but but that's where i am with taika waititi right like fine good for you but i'd rather you do something different
0: um i have like five minutes You did you want to bring something else up
1: uh so in that case i'll I'll shelve the more discussiony one for next time okay um but i will i will bring this up because i think it's pertinent to our podcast um So I guess this was a few days ago. Sylvester Stallone did an Instagram live um, because that's a thing now. And uh, and he seemed to make a remark that they are working on a sequel to Demolition Man. I
0: saw this before we came on. And of course, every story is like confirms Demolition Man 2. But I, I saw that and I was like, the first the first thing I thought of was. The first person I thought of was Cynthia. And then the second mm. person I thought of was you. And I was like, all right. Yep. Th- we must see this film. <laughs> so,
1: so this is the quote Stallone says, I think it's coming. We're working on it right now with Warner Brothers and it's looking fantastic. So that should come out. That's going to happen.
0: <laughs> so I mean, he says it with it, such certainty, like it's going to happen.
1: But the thing is, happen.
0: now that he said it, it's happening. It will happen. So, somebody so, out there is like, okay. Stallone will make it happen. He will make it happen. That man makes things happen. He does. He does. I don't I know love- how they're going to do it. I mean, look, I mean, can can he can he physically do another film? Yes, he can. Um, sure. I honestly would just like Simon Phoenix to come back and be the villain again. Right, um, right, right. I don't right. know how you uh, – look, OK. As a fan of Demolition Man, of course I'd love to see a sequel. As an objective uh, viewer of this of the material, it's completely unnecessary, <laughs> and um, and what was great about the first one will not apply at all here. I think um, at the same time, you could have said all those things about the original film. This is completely unnecessary. This doesn't make any sense, uh, and yet um, it it has its fan base because it's it's just f- a fun movie.
1: You know there's gonna be an actual cameo by President Schwarzenegger though.
0: Oh yeah. Exactly. That's gonna that, happen. Exactly. It's gonna that, happen. Yeah. Um It'd be cool to get Sandra Bullock to come back and uh I mean think about that cast like you could get um Dennis Leary and Jack Black to come back. Um I, I just wanna see like Michael B. Jordan
1: as uh as Wesley Snipes' like son or something. It makes no sense, but
0: sure. I would like to see like a multiverse thing happen with Ooh, John but Sp- okay. Now now it had nothing to do with time travel. It was all like cryogenic, but what if it was? And so you go through these, you know, I don't know. See, I just thought of a way better idea. You know what I'd love to see a sequel to? What's that? The one starring Jet Lee.
1: Oh, okay. I
0: never saw that, that. No, man. I got to find out where that is. The one is so good. <laughs>
1: I'm going to look it up right now.
0: The one was, was a, it's a, it's a movie as a 2001 film starring Jet Li. And the concept was there's 127 parallel universes out there. Um, and okay. so there's 127 use, like there's a bunch of people that look just like you, Dustin, the same age, and everything, but they have slightly different names. They have slightly different hairstyles. They live on th- different universes. So everything's slightly different. But okay. if one of you, if if um, if you figure out a way, but but the multiverse is policed, so you okay. can travel through. But travel is restricted between parallel universes. But um, somebody figures out, Jet Li figures out. You know, the the his the a Jet Li character named Ulaw figures out that if you go to parallel universes and you murder your doppelganger. The life force gets distributed through the remaining doppelgangers. So you eat all you get a little stronger. So you keep going to multiverses, you keep murdering yourself. And so the remaining people get stronger and stronger, like this big pyramid, until the the idea is that like, you know, once you once it's just you, you become the one. You're like a god and you can just rule the multiverse. So that's the okay. goal of you law. And in his standing in his way is Gabe Law, just nice gently, like, oh I've got a nice nice life nice i'm married to carlo gugino and everything's fine and and I'm a good cop, and and I've been getting stronger for the past few months. I don't know why. Oh well, I who who cares? And then you figure out what it is, and so you have Jet Li fighting Jet Li for a movie, and one of them's evil, <laughs> and one of them's good, and it's 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 amazing. And the movie that sounds great. The movie ending with like just with a character screaming, "I'm nobody's bitch." Come on, it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's legitimately good, but also that's two, awesome. Also, 2000s good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You need to see the one. I I. Uh, I decree it so. <laughs> yes, it's sweet. It's great. I used to have it on DVD. It's it's gone now. Okay, somewhere. Um, nice. Yeah, the one is great. Okay, all the, right, the got one it. is great.
1: I, I remember that the the DVD cover. Like I either saw it at Blockbuster or Best Buy yeah. or something a million times. You have
0: got um. You have the movie stop early. Still trying to grow hair. Jason Statham <laughs> playing second before to, he gave up playing second banana to Delroy Lindo. Okay. Um, but yeah, Carlo Gugino, a bunch of other character actors you recognize, and um some really cool, you know, around that area of cinema there was bullet a lot of bullet time esque stuff. So some mm-hmm. really cool things with like you know, with superhuman reflexes and you know, some cool bullet time stuff happening and um you yeah. know you know, it's fun. I like the one. Sweet. Um, okay. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, Let's, let's, let's close it out. I just wanted to, just wanted to uh, bring that up to you.
1: Um,
0: okay, cool. That's the show. That's it. If you did like the show, um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or watch us at youtube.com slash hoopercast. Um, I'm only saying these things because they, they matter somehow. Write us a review. Somebody did. And that was nice to see, um, follow the social media pages. There's an Instagram, um, and uh, hang out with us, be part of our circle of friends here. Share movies with us, be part of our conversations. what it's all about me and Dustin talking about movies, and you guys yeah. taking part in it. So there are ways to get us your ideas. You, the, there's the email address. There's you know the, my letterbox page, I guess. But you can, if you have thoughts, you can give us thoughts. And you know, um, every now and then we go on Reddit and talk about movie topics just out of the blue, and it's it's always more fun to be asked those questions directly um yep Yep. which used to happen more often it doesn't as much now but um uh yeah anyways so there's a lot of ways to watch uh or digest the show just comes down to what your preference is man so yes all right that's it see you everybody
1: sweet Bye. bye